When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Hey YA. From great new books to favorite classic reads, from news stories to the latest in on-screen adaptations, Hey YA is here to elevate the exciting world of young adult lit. Hey YA is a book riot podcast hosted by Erica Azafetti and me, Tears of Price. We are recording on June 16th, 2022. Hello, Erica. Hi, Tirza. How are you? I'm great. How about you? I'm doing pretty well, you know. Half the year's gone. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Way to drag me Uh, like that. Like, I feel like that was a personal attack right there. uh, It was low-key a a personal attack on myself. Because my birthday is also coming, which is very... not rude, but, like, it's like, why is it already here? (laughs) Why? Happy early birthday, but also, I know, like, you get to that point when you're just like, oh, wow, I'm another year older. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I try not to feel like that because I feel like, you know, ageism sucks, but also like, ooh, it goes by so quickly. Why? It does go by so quickly. And I feel like it's less about like, ugh, about like a number because I turned 30 this year and a lot of people are like, oh, 30. And I'm like, eh, whatever. But I did have this moment where I was like, wow, I'm 30. Like, that's another decade. So I get it. (laughs) Yo, and like, when I was the target demographic age for YA like 10 years ago I just me being I'm turning 31 me being in my early 30s I'm like is this how is this how people felt like when I was you know like when I would think of 30 year olds back in the day I'm like oh, yeah. is this how it was I feel like I'm not as mature as <laughs> adults I saw I'm like I'm still not when do I when do I become an adult for real I, don't know. I feel like that's like the great secret of growing up is that like you never feel like you're an adult you're always like who gave yeah. me money and a job and a 401k yes <laughs> don't yeah. tell them but like why did they do that like does it fit really I don't know. know. (laughs) Yeah, your perspective certainly changes, especially I think Mm. when you do like write for teens and work with like young adult books and teenagers. I was writing in my latest book, like I described somebody as like a tired looking 30 some like 30 year old. And I was like, from the perspective (laughs) of a 17 year old. And I had to stop for a second and be like, wow, I think the teens will really jive with this. But I feel like I just like stabbed myself. (laughs) How dare you betray us, um, Tirza, for the kids? How, How dare you attack us? That is an apt description, though. Written by a tired yeah, tired 30-something. Just tired. <laughs> Anywho, just tired. That's great. <laughs> but we are pumped to be talking about some fun stuff today. Yes. And um, 
we've, this is like really a resource heavy um, podcast episode, um, but I'm really excited about it. And Erica, this was your idea. You have all the good ideas when it comes to podcast episodes. So thank you. Hardly tears of whatever. Thank you so much. Don't gas me. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. But yeah, it should be really uh, fun. I'm excited. Yes. Well, before we get into that, did you want to share our very exciting news item of the day? Yes. So queer book sales are up. Woo. Yes. Woo. (laughs) (laughs) There's been a report that has shown that queer book sales have experienced a surge in the U.S., in two th- uh, 2000. I don't know why I was about to say 2001. In 2021, okay, I can speak. <laughs> in 2021, there were 5 million LGBTQ books sold in fiction, and there were twice as many sold in 2020. And so far, Whoa. there has been, like, just for this year, there has been still a 39% increase. Love to see it. Yes. And the the surge in queer book sales is being led by none other than YA novels. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Which I could see. I want to play a game. I wonder if you want to. If you haven't looked at it yet, what would you guess is like the, what would you guess are like the two books, queer YA books that are leading the surge? They like gave, they, they named a couple of them. Oh. It might be fun. um, Readers can also guess. Before you look at the article. Okay. My my guess is going to be one of them is All Boys Aren't Blue. Okay. Um, no. And then the... No, I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah, sure. sorry. Well, so my other <laughs> guess was going to be Gender Queer by Maya Kobabe, which is... I'm not sure if that's, like, strictly YA. Mm. I'm not sure. But it, I've seen it's, like, lumped in. But am I wrong on both counts? <laughs> you are, Tirza, but that's okay. Okay. Because I would not have guessed. Okay, tell me. Okay, the the most, like, the book with the biggest gains, biggest, most sales, um, They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. Oh, yeah. I, that should not be surprising to me because I think that's been blowing up on TikTok. Yeah. And also, every time I go into Walmart, it's totally, like, all over. Yeah. Okay, what's the other one? And the second one, which has been blowing up in sales, but not as much as the first one, is Heartstopper by Alice Oswald. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, those make sense. Yeah. I should have... I think I was trying to think more, like, generally, like, things that have been challenged and banned and yeah. like, sales were being driven in that sense. But, like, no, that totally tracks. It totally tracks that stories about gay boys are the ones that are blowing up because I feel like <laughs> our society... Like, no shade against yeah, that. No shade. And, like, our, you know? I didn't think of that. But, like, I That's do feel true. like our society really, really, really loves stories about gay males like especially gay teen boys and like cute romances i mean i don't know if they both die at the end is like a cute romance but it's a heart-wrenching sort of romantic book so it doesn't surprise me that those are the ones in the lead at all that's an interesting observation it sounds like a post tirza i didn't (laughs) think about that you i think you have a good point though that could be a very long conversation for another podcast episode for sure that sounds really interesting that is so fascinating yeah, well, yay for queer books 
surging in sales. Yay mm-hmm. for YA books leading that surge. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. All good news for Pride Month. Like, this is the rainbow capitalism I want to see in the world. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's giving actual positive capitalism. <laughs> if you didn't right. think it was possible, this is actually great. Yes. Uh, like capitalism as a system, mostly terrible, but this is good. Yeah, so. love it. Oh man, anyway. I'm proud of us. I'm happy. Of, I'm happy for us. <laughs> Me too. That is great news. Uh, we are going to pivot to our topic of the day, but before we do so, we're going to hear from our first sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Underlined. Haven't read a Natasha Preston thriller yet? We dare you to try. She's known for her line of chilling young adult suspense novels like The Cellar and The Fear. The New York Times and USA Today bestselling author excels at putting fear into the hearts of her readers. So her newest book titled The Dare is about five friends whose senior prank goes very, very wrong. This is the perfect graduation season read for thriller fans who can handle a good scare. The Dare is now available wherever books are sold. You can learn more more about it at getunderlined.com. So again, this young adult thriller is about five friends with a prank that goes wrong. There are dark secrets, a twisty plot, and creepy I know what you did last summer vibes. So if you, you know, it's graduation season, you want to revel in that, but like make it scary. You know what I mean? Pick up The Dare by Natasha Preston. And thanks again to Underline for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Harper Muse, publisher of Troubled Waters. Troubled Waters is an intimate portrait of two generations, a granddaughter and a grandmother, coming to terms with what it means to be family, Black women, and alive in a world on fire. In heartfelt lyrical prose, Mary Inez Hegler weaves an unforgettable story of the climate crisis, Black resistance, and the enduring power of family. Narrated by Janice Abbott-Pratt and written by climate justice writer Mary Anise Hegler, the Troubled Waters audiobook is available everywhere May 7th. It follows Corinne as she plans to stage a dramatic act of resistance and peels back the scabs of her family wounds and puts her safety in jeopardy. Both grandmother and granddaughter must bring their unspoken secrets into light to find a path to healing. Known for her essays that dissect and interrogate the climate crisis, drawing heavily on her personal experience as a black woman with deep roots in the South, Mary Anais Hegler brings us her first work of fiction titled Troubled Waters. Make sure to pick it up. Thanks again to Harper Muse, publisher of Troubled Waters, for sponsoring this episode. Okie doke. So our topic this week, Erica's brilliant idea, is um, where can teens find free books to read over the summer? And I think that this is a really important topic because, you know, teens generally don't have a lot of spending money. Some do. Some have none. Mm -hmm. A lot of people have none. And we're always like, teens need to read. Reading is important. Yes, These are all very obvious facts that we know, but sometimes access is a huge challenge. And I think access is a bigger challenge than maybe we as like the bookish community tend to want to admit. Yes, Um, definitely. So, yeah. And um, another little news piece that came out this last week that um, Erica brought up, too, was the New York Public Library is giving away 500,000 free books this summer all across New York City. Yes, and is it across all all the boroughs or just the New York Public Libraries? 
It's in Manhattan. New York Public Library in Manhattan. I don't know okay. if sometimes like when the NYPL, NYPL, New York Public Library, that's for Manhattan branches. Sometimes when NYPL does something, Brooklyn Public Library does something and, you know, vice versa. So I don't know mm-hmm. if the other boroughs are jumping in, but for now it's the Manhattan branches. Awesome. Yeah. Well, there that includes like 500,000 free books for kids and teens. So picture books, chapter books, YA titles, all genres in English, but also in Spanish and Chinese. So it's really amazing. One of the reasons they're doing that is because we know, like we have scientific studies that prove that if you have books at home, you have higher literacy rates. And so this is just, I mean, I love to see it. And I know that people talk about like, well, libraries are free. So, you know, why would libraries give away books for free? Because not everybody has equal access to libraries. And just because a library is free doesn't mean that it is accessible. So I love to see the New York Public Library doing this. Um, It's really amazing. If you go to their website and the news article, which we're linking in the show notes, you can kind of see where they are distributing these books throughout the city, which is awesome. Um, So, yeah, we're going to talk about more ways for you to find free books, um, especially for teens, especially like YA books. I wanted to add, I like that you just touched on people talking about, well, the library is free. Because I saw that in some, you know, just around social media in response to this. And like you said, like, there's an access issue. Um, Not everyone can make it to the libraries. And also, I think it's important to have books in your house. Yes. Yes. You know what I mean? Books that are accessible to you, just there, like, look, just looking at them, I think Mm -hmm. is helpful. I know that, well, I'm, I'm trying to make it, make sure I'm not like going down a psychology studies tangent, but like, you know, familiarity breeds contentment and how your environment is, it affects your, um, psyche and your mood and everything like that. And, you know, a lot of times you're, kind of processing your environment subconsciously. So it's like if you have books in your house, that's different from being able to go to the library, although both are great. So I just wanted to like add that little that little tidbit. And I like that you mentioned that because people do say that. And I'm like, when I saw it, I'm like, when I saw people complaining, I'm like, why are you complaining, bro? Why are you? What's the problem? (laughs) Why are you complaining? (laughs) Right? I'm going to get into this in a second because I totally agree. And I have a few more thoughts to add to that. Definitely. But before we get too far into this episode, I do just want to give a little bit of a disclaimer about this topic and and how we're going to approach it. And my disclaimer, our disclaimer is this, that we know that globally, not everybody has access to reading material the internet or libraries in general, whether they're, you know, taxpayer funded or they're, you know, you have to pay to access them. Like that is not a thing that we can take for granted, like globally. So we're going to be approaching this topic from an American perspective because we're Americans. We're talking to a majority American audience. Um, So just like keep that in mind that that is the perspective we're working from as we talk about the subject. But yeah, like to touch upon what Erica kind of began to talk about too, is that like not everybody has equal access to books, to libraries, the internet, um, even technology. I think, you know, we especially nowadays think that like, oh, the internet 
is just there and everybody has yeah. it. Yeah. But, like, I live in rural Iowa, and if you go, like, 20 miles in one direction, internet access is, like, not guaranteed for anything. Um, it's really hard to get. So just keep that in mind. I was so surprised when you told me that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, I remember we had a conversation about that. And I was just yes. like, you know, um, United States has a lot of resources and stuff like that. So I'm assuming like, you know, maybe not everyone has high speed internet, but I'm thinking like, you know, most places, whatever. And then you told me that and I was like, huh, well, think about other places, other countries that don't have as many resources as the United States does. Yeah, totally. And it's like not even just like a rural Iowa problem. Like this is something that is an issue in a lot of places, a lot of states, like even places like you might not expect. So just like, you know, we know that that is a thing. Mm -hmm. We also know that not all libraries are created equal. And as much as it pains me Mm. to admit this, because I used to work in public libraries, I love public libraries. Not all public libraries are welcoming to all people. Um, That is really terrible, but it is reality. And I definitely just know that these are all challenges that can prevent people from getting to a library. So that all said, um, I do want to say we would also really, really, really encourage everybody who's listening to seek out free and legal Mm. options Mm. when it comes to accessing books Mm -hmm. first. Like try, just try to do that first, whether that's, you know, if you're a teenager and you have access to books at school, but like not elsewhere, like ask your school librarian what options are available for free summer reading resources. Um, I know a lot of people are probably out of school at this point, but you know, school librarians are great for that. Go to your public library and see what free resources are available to you. Um, whether it's like the form of books, but like there are also other programs and stuff that you can do. We're going to get into that. Um, you know, borrow from friends. Mm-hmm. Look up your local little free libraries. Like basically as book lovers, but also as an author, I'm begging you to exhaust all free and legal options before you, you know, download a book from the internet illegally because piracy doesn't just hurt publishers and publishers. Yes. They're big corporations with deep pockets. If we're talking about like the big five and like the big, big publishers, but pirating really, you know, affects smaller publishers. And in fact, even if you are pirating from a big five publisher, it, it's not hurting them necessarily, but it is impacting the author first and foremost. And the reason that is because publishers look at our sales records when deciding whether or not to offer us another book contract or to put a book out in paperback, which would, you know, make it more accessible to consumers. So, you know, I'm, I will never be like, yeah, you should go pirate this book just because it's not just hurting somebody's bottom line. It can hurt an author's career. But I do understand that, like, access is not equal. It's super difficult to wade into the situation and this um, topic. Um, so we're going to try to do it from like a form of like respect, equity. But this is a big reason why we wanted to do this topic, just to kind of shed some light on some options out there. And there are many. So like, yes, it's like if you're not aware that they're there, mm-hmm. how would you know to access them? And it's surprise. There's there's there are a pretty good amount of options. This took some digging for us, yeah. but we found a lot of great options that I'm really happy and excited about. So, yeah. 
uh, real quick. I said that the New York Public Library serves only Manhattan branches. That's not true. It has 92 locations in Bronx, Manhattan, and Staten Island. So that's my bad. Oh, nice. Yeah. I okay. When I was in New York City, I lived in Manhattan, so I had tunnel vision. So I just want to make that quick correction. <laughs> Perfect. All right. So actually, let's talk about libraries really quick, because I think that um, like what the New York Public Library is doing is really amazing because they are taking books out into the streets mm. and they are meeting people where they're at and they're giving them away. And I think that, that is sort of it's kind of like a radical vision of like what libraries ought to be, mm. especially going forward, because libraries service the communities that support them. And by support, I mean, like, taxpayer funding. Yeah. And so if sitting in your nice, you know, marble building and keeping books on the shelf and requiring that you show proof of ID in order to check them out is preventing a big chunk of your community from benefiting from the library, then, like, you're not... You're doing something wrong. Yeah. Like a library needs, libraries need to be more radical in their thinking and getting and reaching people and serving the community. That is my personal opinion, but. <laughs> That's interesting um, how you said it. Yeah, for sure. I wrote um, when I was still at a public library in Maryland, I wrote for this uh, magazine called Voya. Uh, I think, I forgot exactly what it stands for. It's like Voices of Young Adults something basically young adult magazine um and i was writing about the history of libraries uh, specifically in the u.s and way way back in the day librarians used to like get on a bike and go to their community like go bring books and you know like literary resources and stuff to people like on bikes so to not do so as you're saying tears is like literally antithetical to like what libraries have stood for in this country since they started existing here so yes yes so yeah definitely go visit your library if you're able to because i think that they even if you can't get a card even if there are restrictions or holds on your card that would you know definitely make it hard for you to check books out um it's scary to do this but like talk to a librarian especially if you feel like you know oh you lost a book once and now you can no longer check out physical items ask if you can check out a limited number of ebooks or audiobooks via overdrive or hoopla so a lot of libraries have these digital services now um hoopla and overdrive being kind of like the most prominent ones where you can check out digital materials on you know, a smartphone, tablet, computer. Um, And what's great about that is you check them out, you read them, and they go back automatically on the due date. There's no um, fines or anything. Yeah. There are a lot of summer reading programs that aren't just for kids, like they're for teens. Um, A lot of books have, a lot of, excuse me, libraries have these reading programs and book clubs and stuff where, like, they will give teens free materials. Sometimes you just have to go in there and, like, talk to somebody and figure it out. And here's something that I didn't really think about or realize until I became a librarian, Mm -hmm. which is you don't always have to be a patron of that particular library in order to participate. So, you know, if you can't get to the library that is your home library or you don't have a card for whatever reason at your local library and you can't get one, um, usually you can still participate in these programs. 
a lot of libraries have like a free shelf, they have free book programs, they have little free libraries that either like on site or spread out across the community. I even know that there's some libraries that will take teen volunteers and give them, you know, access to books in exchange. Yeah. So I think that there are a lot of really good options. If you think like, oh, I just can't get a library card, like that doesn't mean that you still can't partake from your library services. Um, And I would sincerely hope that any librarian would work with anybody, (laughs) especially a teenager who wants to have access to books, but just can't. I mean, at the end of the day, if you can go to the library and spend a couple hours just sitting there reading books and not ever checking them out, you can do that too. Um, So libraries are fantastic in that sense. Um, And Eric, also, you had a good point about just kind of popping around searching for libraries. Yes. um, Just like for some libraries, New York again, like NYPL, you don't have to live in the cities that they, that the actual libraries are in. Some libraries have a, I guess, a state system, meaning like for NYPL, you can live or pay taxes, parents pay taxes, I guess, anywhere in New York state. So you don't have to be living in New York city to get an NYPL library card. I believe the same goes for Brooklyn Public Library. So um, you can get those online. And as you were saying, Tirza, sometimes the online ones are kind of more convenient because you don't have to remember return dates and stuff like that. They just shoot back when they're done. So definitely check those out. Check out, check out like state libraries, like um, even, even like the Capitol um, some government yeah. government libraries have, we'd be surprised by their selection. Like, I guess I would say you might not be surprised, but I let's say I was surprised because I was thinking like some of them would be kind of just like, you know, boring government stuff. And probably some of them are, but it's worth checking out for free 99. You know what I mean? So definitely yeah. check out, exhaust all your exhaust all your resources. A lot of times these things are underutilized. And yeah, and people don't think about it or they know don't know about them. Yeah, they just don't know. And um again, like you were saying, Tirza, once I started working at a library. Well, I always loved libraries. Um my mom likes free things, so we were up in the <laughs> libraries, honey. So I've always like loved libraries, but I learned about all of the resources that go underutilized once I started working there. So Even as someone who frequented libraries, I didn't know they have so many programs, like so many programs that that some of which, many of which are not even directly book related, but just, just support for the community. Um, And a lot of them are teen focused, but I do like to tears of how you said that. Unfortunately, not everyone that works at the library has the best intentions. So that's just keeping it real on that. Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Like I, you know, have personally run into people who have not been helpful and they work in libraries or they they have been restrictive or gatekeepy in a way. And that makes me really sad. Um, so I just, you know, we, we're going to acknowledge that that is something that does exist. For sure. um, so hopefully you can still find a way to participate. But if that is barred to you, we have a bunch of free book resources that, you know, hopefully would keep you in books and... One of like the most prominent and like I, these are also I want to add, like we try to focus on like if you like look up free books on the Internet, you can find a lot of like 
unpublished stuff or self-published stuff yeah. that like maybe is not that great. And hey, if you're just looking for something to read, that's great. But if you, you know, want to be reading like published good stuff, like you can also find free stuff. It's not going to be quite as um, like easy access and it won't be unlimited, but there are options. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the great options that exists out there is Riveted Lit, which is Simon & Schuster's online community for YA books and and readers. And they have an amazing free book program and they offer free books for you to read monthly. Like, and it changes every month and it's like what five or six books each month. And the picks are great. So this month's picks are Kings, Queens and In-Betweens and Bruised by Tanya Boteju. I've read both of those books. They're great. Um, when We Were Magic by Sarah Gailey, mm-hmm. We Are the Ants by Sean David Hutchinson, Autobiography by Christina Lauren, In Deeper Waters by F.T. Lugans, A Dark and Hollow Star by Ashley Shuttleworth, and finally Sweet and Bitter Magic by Adrian Tooley. Like, I, I'll be real, like, that would keep me busy for almost a month yeah. right there. And those are all queer YA books. I think they focus on queer YA books because it's Pride Month, but they have a great selection and it's usually, I mean, it's, it is always like Simon and Schuster titles, but they have awesome books that are just available for free. And all you have to do is sign up on their website. Mm-hmm. And it, like, as you said, it changes every month. So I felt like that was so, I remember I was um, tutoring kids for like an SAT prep course or whatever. And I showed them that and they were like, oh my God, really? And I was like, yeah, I know. No one knows about some of these things. So they were hype. Uh, I had some really good selections. Yeah. They're, the one, like, restriction that me, might make it harder for people to access is that they do have to be read, like, in a browser. Um, it's not like you can, like, send them to a Kindle or download them or anything. But if you create a free account on the website, you just click in and it opens up the book in a web browser and you can just read it, the entire thing. Yeah. And I mean, I feel like, yeah, if you have your phone, that's, yeah. like, close to, close enough to book-like. <laughs> yeah, You know, I read on my phone, so... Oh, totally. Yeah, I do too. And then my my screen time alert goes like through the roof each week. Oh, and I'm always yes. like, oh. And then I was like, oh, wait, no, I was just reading. It's totally yeah. fine. <laughs> no, there should be a separate like screen alert for reading. But yeah, that's a little complicated. I agree. Yes. Um, and before we get into more, we're going to take a second to hear from our sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated. So Negative Space by Jillian Linden follows a week in the life of an English teacher at a New York private school. At home, her children ask constant questions about mortality and her husband offers occasional counsel between Zoom calls. At school, something happens. She accidentally witnesses an ambiguous, possibly inappropriate interaction between a teacher and a student. But how can she be sure of what she saw? Negative Space is a portrait of a woman caught between the pressures of what's normal and what isn't, and examines what we owe the people who depend on us in a fractured and indifferent world. It's a debut novel and a short novel. It's perfect if you want something quick and easy to carry around, but it's also thought-provoking. It takes place during the pandemic, but it's not pandemic-focused, and it really just looks at everyday anxieties and low-threat situations that have high consequences. So make sure to check out Negative Space by Jillian Linden. And thanks again to W.W. Norton and Company Incorporated for sponsoring this episode. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Song of the Silks Realms by Judy Eilin. Shi Wei is a talented young musician who was orphaned at a young age. Her sole family is a kindly uncle, but then her uncle is killed and she is, of course, devastated. With no family and no patron, Shi Wei is facing the possibility of a lifetime of servitude playing the chin. Then one night, she is unexpectedly called to perform for the enigmatic Duke Meng. He surprises Shi Wei further with an irresistible offer. Serve as a musician in residence at his manor for one year and he'll set her free of her indenture. But the Duke's motives become increased more sus when he and Shuei barely survive an attack by a nightmarish monster. It's like, what, <laughs> what's going on here? So this book is a sweeping epic romanticy that follows a talented young musician who is swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young duke. And who doesn't want to be swept away to the celestial realm by an enigmatic young duke? She's living all our dreams, honestly. Make sure to check out the new book. And thanks again to Song of the Six Realms by Judy Eileen for sponsoring this episode. Okay, so I have to say kudos to Tirza. You did the thing with these notes. These notes are fabulous. They're wonderful. You put some in here that I had forgotten about, like tour.com which is a great resource for a lot of science fiction and fantasy um it tour if you're unfamiliar is a publisher of science fiction and fantasy short stories novellas and novels and they have such they foster such a like great community for all things like science fiction and fantasy um they have a lot of interesting posts on that very thing i i know they have some like guest posts by science fiction, fantasy authors and stuff like that. It's not only YA that they have, but they have lots of YA stuff in there. And I have actually read, this is not a YA author, but P. Jelly Clark, who just won a Nebula for a Master of Gin, I believe if I'm getting the name correctly. I I don't have it right in front of me, but I believe he just won a Nebula for that. And one of... I believe the first novella in that series is on tour or it was on tour because I read it on tour. So, yeah, because they do like free ebooks like every month. Like they give you like they just give their newsletter subscribers a free ebook. And it's like one of their like traditionally published ebooks. You can just download it. And I think I'm pretty sure you can keep it. Um, At least it doesn't expire, which is really awesome. That's really cool. I don't think that those are strictly YA, but a lot of that stuff, like, I would say that a lot of tours, um, especially their novellas, they really do kind of toe that line between, like, maybe it's not published as YA, but, like, it could be. Yeah. And so, like, Sarah Gailey, who we mentioned, um, whose book, When We Were Magic, is published by Riveted Lit and is free this month, um, they have a couple of novellas that honestly feel like they could be YA, but they just happen to be published as adults. So that's a really great resource. Yes. And they have such amazing stuff, especially if you like sci-fi fantasy. And I think they even do a little bit of horror too. Yeah, I would say so. Tor.com is great. Yeah. So Tor.com. A lot of these places, they just require you to like sign up for their newsletter and give them your email address. Yeah, obviously they're going to have to get that email. <laughs> yes. They're need something. It's just a small price to pay. Yeah, it's not free for you, but it's free, you know. <laughs> right. For sure. Um, another one I want to talk about is the big library read from Overdrive. 
So OverDrive is a platform that libraries use to distribute ebooks and e-audiobooks. They have their own app called Libby. So Libby and OverDrive are basically the same thing. OverDrive can be a little bit confusing because it kind of like looks like, oh, every book that you could want to read is available for free on OverDrive. Um, and I think that causes a little bit of confusion. So like I said, OverDrive is a platform that your library buys into basically, and then your library purchases content that they then offer on OverDrive as a platform. So what is available to you on OverDrive is going to differ based on what your library has purchased to offer to their patrons. Um, so that just want to kind of clear that up. However, a lot of libraries, even like small, even rural libraries have, um, they share an overdrive system with like a lot of other libraries. So they're able to afford more content and offer it to all of their patrons. Um, for example, Iowa, pretty rural in a lot of places. A lot of our libraries are very small. Um, we have a shared overdrive system called Bridges, and mm. it is sort of sponsored, not, I mean, not sponsored, but like it's in partnership with the state. So um, basically, we have this one overdrive system that everybody in the state can have access to. And all you need is a library card from any library in Iowa. So that is cool. However, Overdrive also has the big library read program which is basically like a global community read program that occurs multiple times throughout the year. Uh, you can go to their website, which is in the show notes, to see when the next big read program happens. Basically, they pick one title and they make it available on all OverDrive platforms, regardless of whether or not your library has purchased this book. And you can check it out as an ebook or as an audiobook. And there's no holds, there's no waiting times. It's like an unlimited sort of checkout type of thing. And you can enjoy that book for the period of the big global community. So they aren't always YA picks and the next pick is not YA, but many have been in the past. So past titles have included Five Total Strangers by Natalie Richardson, Reverie by Ryan LaSala, and The Girl with the Red Balloon by Catherine Locke. Um, so they do, they do throw out YA books every now and then. Um, so that is great, especially if you have a library that doesn't have a lot of great selections on OverDrive, or if you don't have a library that has OverDrive, um, during those periods, you can download OverDrive and access those books. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, and I appreciate you putting the, doing the little um, explainer for the difference between overdrive because I oh my gosh. get confused on that. I just stick with Libby because I'm just like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's confusing because when overdrive first launched, they launched the overdrive app and it was yeah. objectively a terrible app. And then they launched the Libby app, but they didn't get rid of the overdrive app right away. So yeah, it was very confusing because people are like, what's overdrive? What's, what's Libby? The like, how are the two connected? Yeah. And it's like, uh, why, why do they do this this way? I don't know. Um, but yes, the little breakdown for overdrive for you. Okay. So this is one that you found Tirza, that I had not heard of before, but it's a program that gives free banned books. Online, obviously. Yes. And it is called In Purpose. It is donation funded and it allows 
teens to request free diverse books that have been challenged. Um, kids can as well. So past and current titles include Monday's Not Coming, Dear Martin, All Boys Aren't Blue, and Stamped, which that is quite the selection. Yeah, they're good books. That is quite the selection. Yes. So it's like, for that to be a selection for free books, I feel like that's amazing. Yeah. You have to like fill out an application and they mail them to you actually, which is really cool. So they're, you know, print copies, which is awesome. And your application has to be reviewed. So I don't know like what their sort of request request rate versus like actual fulfillment um, is like, but it definitely seems like this is something that is targeted for teens, especially teens who live in communities where these books have been challenged or outright banned. Um, and they do their best to try to get those diverse books in you know, kids and teens hands. And they have a separate set of selections for um, kids books as well. So it's not just for teens. But yeah, this was totally new to me. I just was kind of looking around and I found this sort of stumbled upon it. Yeah, it sounds really cool. And yeah, I'm just I love I love the response to the banned books and censorship and stuff. And I love that, like, there have been many different like things like this, I feel that I keep hearing of here and there. So that's amazing. Yes. Let's see. Another good resource for um, people who like just want to request and, you know, maybe see, try your luck and see if you will get a book is um, the novel and novel is spelled N-O-V-L. And this is another big publisher um, sponsored YA online community. Um, it is um, sponsored by Hachette, Br- or yeah, Hachette Brown, Little Brown Young Readers. Um, it's their YA online community, essentially. So um, they have a lot of really fun content on their website surrounding their books and their authors. But also, if you sign up for their newsletter, um, they will send out monthly updates. And in each monthly update, there is a form that lets you request um, advanced copies and new books. So it is limited, obviously, because they can't send out free books to everybody and they do ask that if you request a book and you get it that you then follow up in two to three weeks and tell them your thoughts but this is kind of a nice way to get that sort of advanced access without necessarily being a bookstagrammer or a tiktok influencer like no blog or social media is necessary i think it might be helpful but um it seems like they try to be open to everybody so that is one way if you want to kind of play your cards and see if you can't get access. And I love that too, because um, the books to grammars and stuff like that, no shade to them or anything They're you know, a lot of them are great, but I feel like, you know, a lot of times they tend to be older and some of them do fall within the YA demographics age wise, but you know, they tend to have, you know, more resources in terms of what they, what books they can access have access to library wise or that they can buy. So them, the novel giving, you know, actual like teens um, access to their books. I think, I feel like that's really cool. And we can like yeah. hear from them like, okay, what did, what did y'all actually think of this book? It's technically for you. Everyone can read everything, of course, but I think that's really cool. Yes. I love that too. Um, it's really fun. So, um, another great free resource, and one that I've actually taken advantage of um, in the past, um, is Sync, which 
if you love audiobooks, this is for you. So Sync is this free reading program. It's a sponsorship between Audiophile Magazine and Overdrive, and they provide 16 weeks of free audiobooks um, starting usually like in, in April or May and running through the end of August. Um, it's mostly targeted towards teens. And um, this year, you're going to be accessing the books via the platform Sora, which is a free app that you can download in the App Store. And then you add the Sync library to your Sora app, and then you can access two new audiobooks each week. Um, and you get to keep the books. And what I like about this is it's a really great mix of YA and classics with a few adult books that will especially appeal to teens thrown in for good measure. Hmm. Um, sometimes each week has like a theme. Um, not always, but sometimes they, the books kind of go together. And um, it's just a really great way to kind of get this like continuous shot of really good reading thrown in there. And um, you can keep the books on your Sora app too, which is really awesome. So you don't like, have to read it in a so this has been going on for a little over a month now, but some of the books that are still coming up this summer that you can still access are um, This Is My America by Kim Johnson, Truly Devious by Maureen Johnson, Sisters of the Snake by Sasha and Serena Nanawa, um, Honestly Ben by Bill Konigsberg. So there's some really good stuff in there. Mm-hmm. And um, they also have some classics and yeah, it's just awesome. So this program has been going on for quite a while now um i mean at least the last five or six years probably longer and i know that i've participated in the past um especially when it was sponsored by overdrive because it was really easy to just put them on my phone since i already have access to overdrive but sora looks really easy to use too so I like that this is simple and you kind of get to keep them and that way you can download the free audiobooks as they become available and listen all summer long. I have not used this and I'm going to download this after we stop recording. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I have not used it before. I think you told me about it. You, yeah, you, I had never heard of it. You mentioned it when we were talking about doing the show and I was like, what? I need that. They do it every year. Yeah, that's amazing. And again, like I worked in a library for like a year and a half or whatever. And I worked, I've been working like in library adjacent jobs and stuff. And some of these things I had never heard of. So it's like, it's wild to think about. I would like to add to some free resources for comic reading, comic slash manga and stuff like that. Some things that I just wanted to add quickly. We actually have a post that I'll provide the link for. But Graphite Comics, they have some free stuff. I don't have a lot of experience with them, but that's an option. Hoopla. Hoopla has been around for a minute. I don't know if you have experience using Hoopla. I have not really used it. I have never been... I've never lived in an area with a library that had Hoopla, but I've heard wonderful things. (laughs) Yeah, I've heard good stuff about it. I just haven't used it, but it's kind of like, kind of like an overdrive thing. Not to say that it is. I don't want to confuse the overdrive, you know, I don't want to add to the overdrive confusion, confusion, but it is available through like your library and they have comics and audiobooks and movies and TV shows and music. Depends on what's available in your area. So definitely check that out. Tapas which I'm not familiar with, but that's another great one. And Marvel, 
has some free issues that you can read for certain um, publications. I know with comics, it can get a little a little confusing because of the timelines and the stories. But if you already know what's going on, that's helpful. DC Universe Infinite has some things. Barnes and Noble free Nook eBooks. It has some um, some selections of uh, eBook comics and graphic novels available for free. So check that out. Webtoon is a big one. They have a lot of stuff. I believe they have like Manwa, which is Korean Korean comics and different things on there. And I feel like sometimes um, some like you know big graphic novel releases. They like started off on webtoons and they gained a big following and then they get like a big, you know, physical release. They get published and stuff. So webtoon is a great one. Comixology is a subscription service through amazon.com. Um, how would I describe it? Yeah, it's, it's like you pay a monthly fee um, or something, but that's not what I'm focusing on. Comixology, although it is a paid subscription service through Amazon, they do have some free selections as well. So just check to see what they have for free, because that is the theme of the day. Libby, of course, also. For free. (laughs) For free. Yeah. And I just want to add, too, that um, I, I think I touched upon this earlier, but if you go to Little Free Library's um, website, um, they have a an interactive map that lets you search for Little Free Libraries in your area. Mm. Um, so that is really fun because maybe there is a Little Free Library down a street in your town and you just have never had any, you know... Um, circumstance or opportunity to walk past it so you don't know it's there. Yeah. You can go and you can, I mean, <laughs> little free libraries are a little bit of a gamble when it comes to like, what are you actually going to find there? That's but sometimes true. you can find really good stuff. Um, so always check out your little free libraries and check back, you know, regularly. There's one that I like to walk by at least once a week on my walks with my dogs. Um, and I always just check it out to see what's there and sometimes put some new stuff in there. Mm-hmm. So that is like a really you know, free, easy thing to do if there's one close to you. I also highly recommend if you have friends who like to read, you know, share books, like have like a little book exchange going on Mm -hmm. or, you know, see if there's anybody else in your communities, um, in your circles that would be willing to sort of do like a little book exchange or share a few titles. Um, I, when I was a teenager, oh my gosh, my friends and I used to pass our books between each other (laughs) all the time. And, you know, there are some paid subscription services like, you know, the Comixology thing that Erica mentioned. Um, There's also stuff like Kindle Unlimited. Um, If there's anybody in your life who might be willing to share a password and share access with you, um, that might also be a good opportunity. We didn't really focus on those open access type subscription based um, systems because, they aren't strictly free, but they can be pretty amazing if you have, I don't know, an aunt or uncle or a family friend or just somebody who's willing to share that password with you. Um, you know, as long as you're respectful and and don't mess up their account, I'm sure that that is also another really great option. Yes, that's a good caveat to add. Thank you. Yes, um, a lot of people have the like Amazon Prime thing or whatever, and they they're not using the Kindle Unlimited, so that is a great option. 
Yeah. I, I, I don't have Kindle Unlimited, but I have a Prime account for, you know, shipping and stuff. And there's a lot of, like, free Prime books that I just definitely do not take advantage of. And, and totally, like, if there's somebody in my life that I trust and I'd be like, yeah, here you go. Like, yeah. there there's so many, um, yeah, there's just so many things that, so many ways that you can get free books. And, I mean, I'll be real. Like, I know that it might not be, like, that one book by that one author that you really are excited to read. So that is difficult. But if you're just looking for reading in general and good YA books and you're not super picky about particular titles or you're open to reading a lot of different things, as you can see, there are tons of resources out there. I feel like you could fill a summer of reading with everything that we just shared. Honestly, and I am like many people, and I think you've said you were like this too, definitely a mood reader, and Mm -hmm. um, I'm very particular with, like, you know, what I want to read about. And these books that we've even mentioned today, I'm like, I already feel like I see a few that I'm like, okay, let me me slide on over to, say, Sync, for instance, and download Sora and get, you know get to listening yeah. and stuff. So there seems to be such a such a variety. And so like even if it's not something that you're specifically looking for, you're probably going to f- be able to still find something really good. Absolutely. So yes, and if you have any other great resources that you would like us to amplify or share, um, please do, you know, contact us, reach out to us. You can email us always at heyya@bookriot.com. Um, we love hearing from people. We love hearing, um, you know, your ideas, what you want to add to what we've already talked about. We also take recommendation requests. So um, always feel free to drop us a line. Mm-hmm. But yeah, otherwise, thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, you can always leave us feedback about the show on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, helps us let us know how we're doing. And it also helps others find us. Don't forget to visit bookriot.com for newsletters, more podcasts, and all things bookish, uh, including we have a weekly YA books, ebooks deals newsletter, by the way. So yes, such a good, such a good thing to mention, Tirza. Ah, good idea. (laughs) Yeah. So if you are not signed up for our, (laughs) yeah, we do um, a daily deals roundup. That's like everything that's available on the internet. But we also do a weekly YA book deals roundup. Um, And that if you have a little bit of money to spend on ebooks has some really great steals. So definitely go to bookriot.com for that. Thank you again to today's sponsors for helping make this show possible. And thanks as always to our awesome audio editor, Jen Zane. Um, You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. I hang out at at Tears of Price. And how about you, Erica? I'm on Twitter at Erica underscore E-Z-E underscore. Awesome. Well, we hope that you have a wonderful week and happy reading. Happy reading.